It's Monday, May 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians uh, wrapped up a three-game weekend series in Chicago with a uh, nice win over the White Sox on Sunday. Uh, you were there. Uh, what did you see out of Zach Plesak and Jose Ramirez? Really uh, liked what uh, Plesak did, uh, Joe. You know, after it was the third time he's faced them in the last four starts, and the White Sox just wore him out the first two games, as we all know, five and two-third innings, 12 earned runs, 14 hits. You know, they just uh, knocked him around. And uh, Sunday he goes five and two-thirds scoreless and really sets the Indians up for a four-hit shutout. And uh, Jose Ramirez, as he's done also, you know, through the first uh, 25, 26 games of the season, uh, especially against the White Sox, you know, came through late with some power to uh, – you know, put put a cushion, give give uh, Plesac and the bullpen a cushion in a five to nothing win. Yeah, another uh, mistake pitch inside fastball that Jose Ramirez turned around, and uh, you know, back when he was having his sort of up and down struggles, uh, those balls were ones that he was yanking foul on a routine basis. Now he's fi- uh, found a way to keep uh, keep things in the park. He's still a dead pull hitter uh, from either side of the plate, but. Uh, it seems like Jose Ramirez has figured something out, and and now he's as dangerous as anybody in the league. If you try to throw him something hard and inside, he's going to keep it fair, and he's going to take it out of the park. Yeah, he's fun to watch, and, uh, you know, he's basically doing this, Joe, with, with no help. Yeah. I mean, this guy, everybody, in the, everybody on the opposing team on their pitching staff knows – this is the guy you don't want him to beat you. Everybody in the ballpark knows that. And he's still beating people. And he's still just a just a great first month of the season for Jose. And, uh, you know, if he's ever going to win, if he keeps this up, he just might win, uh, finally win the MV, the AL MVP after, what, finishing in the top three, four, the la- three of the last four years. Well, if he's going to have that, then he's going to have to hope for uh, Mike Trout to either fall off the face of the earth yeah, or, uh, or, or miss a month's worth of the season. Uh, it's the only way it happens right now because Mike Trout also going pretty crazy in the, in the stat uh, category. But, uh, you know, just for Jose, uh, Tito mentioned it in the post game. He, he's, we've, we've talked about it. Uh, like you said, if, if he played in a bigger market, if, if Jose – uh, spoke English and did uh, regular interviews as well, and and was more of a uh, you know sort of a face of uh, the franchise in that way. Uh, there, he would have already won won an MVP by this point, don't you think? Yeah, I think so, Joe. Definitely. Um, you know, he certainly has had the numbers. You know, last year, I mean, without Jose, they don't even get close to the uh, postseason, even in the expanded, you know, wild even in the expanded field. He like carried them kicking and screaming into that wild card playoff. Um, yeah, I think he, he would definitely have a shot, Joe. And, um, you know, he, uh, and it's just, uh, you know, he could be, he could be, if he spoke English or, you know, just, you know, I don't know if that is holding them back, but, you know, and I don't know how that sounds, but, uh, you know, Lindor has made a career out of it. He's become not only one of the faces when he was here of the Indians, but a face of baseball. Right, you know, people tie advertising campaigns around them. The New Deal, I mean, uh, was a new you no know, New Balance. New Balance is right. is you know tied their baseball uh, you know advertising campaign around Lindor. So you know it helps, but you know I don't think it bothers Jose. I think he's happy in his own skin, and I and I think he's 
what, what you see, Joe, is, is you just see a confident hitter that really never gets rattled. Right. And, you know, Tito talks about how he's uh, very much a cerebral hitter as well. He, he sits at the end of the dugout and he watches and he takes everything in and he learns. He's, he's not just a go up there and, and see the ball and mash it. He's, he's a guy who, who, you know, really does study the game. Uh, and, and don't misconstrue when I, when I said, you know, if he spoke English, that, that's not a, a knock on him. If, if he want, if he feels more comfortable, you know, yeah. h- however he feels that that's not to say that I think that he should, I, I'm just saying it, 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 if it were the case, things might yeah. be different in terms of the way he'd be marketed and handled. Uh, I, I certainly don't hold it again, but just because the, the personality and the charisma is there. Yeah. Ooh. And you don't get to see it. That's that's you know you know there's something ticking in there. There's something more than than we've seen, and uh, and we and we just can't get a handle on it. And that's probably our fault too. I mean, we don't speak in Spanish, you know. And maybe we should. I should have paid attention more in uh, you know Spanish 101 and 102 that I kept flunking in, well, in college. Uh, that's okay. I uh, I flunked out of Latin in high school, so uh, it didn't do me any favors either. So uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, it's still fun to watch. Like you said, it's, it's, you don't miss his at bats because there's always a chance something uh, fun will happen. Uh, just getting back to Zach Plesak, he sort of returned to the scene of the crime. Uh, like you said, the, the, the struggles that he had had against the White Sox in his previous outings, uh, you know, he, he lasted five and two thirds in his two previous outings combined. He goes five and two thirds on Sunday and, uh, and, and really holds them, holds him down really put his, his uh, you know, foot on their neck the whole time uh, kind of scuffled. He probably could have gone deeper into the game if he hadn't thrown 33 pitches in the third inning. Part of that was his own fault uh, because of not executing and, and walking a couple of guys with two outs. But uh, have you ever seen a guy throw to a, uh, an unoccupied base before <laughs> and then, and then just immediately put his hands on top of his head? Yeah. I, I was sitting there. Cause you know, in the press box, you've been in the press box at, right. at guaranteed rate field, you're down the right field line. You're sitting right behind first, you know, your station right behind first base. He's and I had it right to you, huh? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, right in line with it. I see Bowers drop back, you know, playing behind the runner and all of a sudden, you know, Plesak turns and throws over, and, and the ball is bouncing down the foul, you know, the right field, uh, yeah, the right field line, and uh, Plesak's on the head, on the bound with his hands on his head. I thought, oh my God, this get, this thing is going to blow up right now. And then, you know, he walks, he walks Mancata, then he hits uh, Abreu to load the bases, but he then he comes back and. Uh, and gets Jake Lamb on three pitches, and he gets out of the inning. Yeah, three pitches. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. That was uh, uh, pretty good. Yeah, it was after a, a Carl Willis uh, sort of mound visit. Uh, I think did he hit? He hit then he yeah he, yeah, he, he hit a break. Came out and talked to him, and then he hit a break. When right. he left, he hit a break. Just uh, which was interesting. And well, we we can also talk about how Jose Ramirez got hit uh, late in the game as well. Uh, that sort of raised some yeah. eyebrows, but. You know, that's that's Tony LaRusso, old school manager there. Uh, Abreu had gotten hit earlier in the series. Uh, so he had gotten hit twice. I think, uh, you know, that was probably not not necessarily, a, you know, maybe a message. But, hey, you've, you've got to do something in that situation, I think, uh, from from Tony LaRusso's perspective. It's just uh, kind of dicey when you're when Ramirez got hit on the hand. And that's, yeah, that's and, you know, a guy could lose some games there. Yeah. And, you know, please say 
last thing Plesak wants to do is hit a Brave on a two-two pitch, no. you know, with a, and blow the bases when he's got like what a what he had a two-nothing lead or maybe yeah two two to nothing lead two nothing at that point yeah yeah so I mean or a one to nothing lead at that point so I mean but you know what it is what it is but uh, I thought Plesak showed a lot of heart and a lot of uh, kind of moxie just to get out of that inning you know. Part of it was the work that he had done in between his starts. Uh, he had worked on his delivery and sort of, uh, you know, his, his front foot staying on balance on that. Uh, and Tito said it had gotten him a little more velocity in his fastball, which was, was nice, but it also helped his command. Uh, and then he, he mixed in his sliders, his changeup, his changeup was, was excellent. He got uh, swings and misses on like four or five changeups out of the, you know, 30 that he threw and, you know, a couple of taken for a, a strike. His changeup was really excellent. And the other pitches are going to follow. I think uh, Zach Plesak is as confident right now in his stuff as anybody on the Indians roster. Yeah. I think he was talking after the game. I think Joe about, you know, his slider was at 91 miles an hour. And that's like, uh, that's, that's a power slider right there. I don't know. Well, that's a cutter. That's a cut yeah, fastball. And yeah. so that's, that's the thing. You don't want your slider to move at 91 if it doesn't have the, sh the sharp break, you know, it, it's a cutter if it's moving 91 and there's no depth to it. So that's what he has to sort of guard against is throwing the slider and having it be too, too hard uh, where it's a cutter and it sort of flattens out. And that's where he was getting into trouble before. Yeah. That's as confident as I've heard him this year in that, in the post game interview, he was saying, he thinks there's a lot more left in the tank. Uh, he really wanted to get six innings, you know, go get through that, that sixth inning, but it just, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, you know, he had, I think he had, you know, Tito had seen enough and he, he, like you said, that, that big, that long third inning really without that third inning, he probably does let him go through six, maybe even seven. Right. Yeah. And you're handing the ball off right now to Brian Shaw, Emmanuel Classe and, and James Karinchak. And uh, that's pretty much over and done with at this point uh, as, as much as anybody in baseball uh, the Indians bullpen, at least the back end of the Indians bullpen right now, uh, as unhittable as any, uh, any group in baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, I, all three of those guys are kind of surprises to me. You know, we did, we didn't see it class A at all last year, obviously he's come out and what he's got five, six saves, uh, Karen check. We saw last year, but we saw the kind of in and out Karen check, you know, the guy that could walk three, and then strike out three. We've seen this guy, this Karen check version that we've seen this version of Karen check has been, you know, immaculate. He, well, I mean, pump, pump the brakes. He's still, he's still the guy who goes out there and gets behind three and oh, but yeah. then he comes back and strikes the guy out. He does that on a regular basis. And then he strikes out the side, you know, the inning, the inning is just like his last name. It starts with a K and it ends with a K. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I, I'm stealing that from uh, Matt Underwood. I, I think I got to use that in a story at some point. <laughs> I like but, that. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but he put it, he already had it on TV, so you can't say it anymore. 
There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Anyways, uh, Indians bullpen, doing great. Not going to jinx it. I'll tell you what, if they get into the Royals bullpen, I'm sitting here watching the replay uh, last night or of yesterday's game against the Twins. Oh, the Royals are in trouble with their bullpen. They, they've got some guys who are just throwing meatballs, and uh, the Indians should be able to take advantage, especially with uh, a rookie starter announced for today's game. Yeah, that's going to be uh, really interesting. The four-game series, uh, the uh, Royals have been the surprise team of uh, the AL Central this year. They're still in first place. And uh, the Indians have a chance here to, to make up some ground. And uh, uh, Daniel Lynch, uh, they just called him up to uh, start uh, start tonight's game. He'll be go- uh, Savali's going. going for the Indians. Who's going? Savali's going for the Indians. Lynch is replacing Jacob Junis. Uh, they haven't really announced anything as to why uh, Junis is out or what it does to the rest of the rotation. But uh, Lynch was their number two prospect and number 24 overall. Yeah, so that, that'll be interesting. He's a left-hander too, right? Isn't or no? Yes, he's, yeah, yes, he's, he's left, a left-hander. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll be interesting. That'll be yeah. fun to watch. He's a left-handed starter plus fastball and slider. I uh, can hit. He sits mid nineties. Uh, can touch a hundred. His changeup and curveball are average, uh, but but he he's one of those lefties that tends to miss bats, uh, and he has pretty good command and control. Uh, the, the Royals are, are excited to see him. I, I don't know how long he's going to last tonight, but it uh, should be interesting to see. If, if, it's, if it's any indication, the last time the, uh, the Royals started a highly touted pros- pitching prospect against the Indians, it did not go well. Uh, Brady Singer almost uh, yeah. um, no-hit them in Cleveland last year. Yeah, he, th- he threw a great game against them uh, last year. You know, Jacob Junis, he was kind of one of the early surprises of April. He had pitched, mm-hmm. he pitched really well. And uh, I think he beat the Indians once in Cleveland if through five scoreless innings, something like that. Right. That's the home opener. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's Junis, it's Danny Duffy. Those are the guys who are getting it done for the Royals. I think Danny Duffy's got a sub one ERA right now, uh, which is pretty insane. So 
Yeah, uh, you know, a lot to look forward to in this series. Uh, and our, just, our, our old buddy Carlos Santana is swinging the bat well, too. He is. He's, he's uh, you know, one of the league leaders among the league. I think he's fifth in RBIs or was fifth in RBIs going into uh, yesterday and, and like third in walks. So, which is never a, a surprise there. Uh, if, we're, if we're talking about ex-Indians, though, you want to talk about Francisco Lindor? I think he's 0 for his last 17. The Mets, uh, the Mets won last night, but he didn't do much to, to contribute to that. Yeah, it's a, that's a shock to me. I, I thought he would, you know, not a shock, I guess. You know, he's changing leagues. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's gone from, you know, a small market to, you know, center stage of the baseball world. Uh, so, you know, sometimes, uh, that, that can affect guys, no matter how, you know, media savvy and, uh, uh, guys have gotten used to the attention that that might be, uh, what's happening to Lindor right now. But I think, uh, Joe, he's too good. We've seen him for six, four, five, six years. We know what he can do. And I think when the weather warms up, he'll warm up and, uh, they'll love him in New York. Yeah, give him a little time, and boy, he'll have plenty of time in New York because he's signed uh, to indentured servitude with a, what, 10-plus-year contract or whatever he's got. Uh, wanted to mention a couple of uh, Indians' debuts over the weekend. Nick Sandlin uh, made his major league debut in Saturday's uh, loss against the White Sox. Pitched a scoreless inning, had a, a ground out, a pop out, and a strikeout. Uh, sort of the uh, the cornucopia of uh, relief pitcher outs. Uh, his parents and family were there in the stands to watch. Just, uh, you know, nice to see Nick Sandlin, a guy who they're really high on, uh, come out and, and compete and do well for the, uh, for the Indians out of the bullpen. Yeah, really a good story, Joe. And uh, like you said, he, uh, the Indians are counting on him. I think he's, you know, Frank Kona thinks he's going to be a big part of that bullpen. He's got the, uh, you know, kind of the, he hides the ball. He's, you know, he has some deception. He throws from three quarter, a three quarter arm slot and he's got some velo. So he's, you know, he's not going to be just a right on right guy. This he's, he should be able to get lefties out too. Yeah. It should be fun. Uh, on the other side of the coin, Daniel Johnson uh, made his season debut uh, for the Indians. Uh, he was up with the taxi squad. Fran Mil Reyes uh, missed the series against Chicago with, uh, he was on the paternity list as he and his wife welcomed uh, a son uh, over the weekend. And so Framil was out. Daniel Johnson was up. He played, I believe he played in all three games uh, over the No, week. just uh, the, first, the, first, the last two. Saturday and Sunday then? Yeah. Uh, he was 0 for 5 with five strikeouts on Sunday. Uh, not the way you want to uh, sort of announce yourself as you uh, – uh, Daniel Johnson, as, as I recall, was not too pleased about being sent to the alternate camp uh, back in spring training, and uh, he's not making a case for himself by going 0 for 5 and looking really bad each time uh, swinging and missing. Yeah, and uh, you could tell he was over-anxious, obviously. You know, the first his first at-bat on Saturday, he swung at the first pitch and, and popped it out, and, you know, he was – he was – he was, you know, the Tito used him at the top of the lineup. He hit leadoff uh, Saturday, second uh, on Sunday. So he's going to get a lot of at bats and that can work out a lot. <laughs> that can work out in your favor or against you. And, uh, you know, so far DJ has started the year uh, 0 and 9. So <laughs> he's going to have to dig out a little bit. And I, it's going to be interesting to see when Reyes comes back. Do they just put him back on the taxi squad, Joe? Or I got to imagine that. I, I got to imagine that's the case uh, that that. You're, 
you can't send him back to Columbus yet because there's no team playing there until Tuesday and he can't fly separately. He's got to stay with the team. So you got to move yeah. back to the taxi squad when Fran Mill arrives. I, I was thinking maybe they would send a pitcher down, but it, it seems Tito's in love with 14 pitchers. I don't think anybody's going anywhere there. Which, which is crazy because, you know, he, he continues to use the, the back end of the bullpen. It went in a, in a game when he had a five run lead, he was using his, <laughs> his three best guys. I, that I kind of didn't understand, but if the guys need work because they didn't get work on Saturday, I, I get that, but you know, still very interesting. All right. Uh, big series. They're opening up tonight here in Kansas city. Uh, should be fun to watch as the, uh, the Indians in the first place, Kansas city Royals do battle. We will uh, keep an eye on it the rest of the week here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Toynsy, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you later. All right, Joe. 